think that was the signal. Did you see that? I think Steph gave us the thumbs up. I think that means that we are on. I would say that's for, true. For, <laughs> for going deeper. Thank you so much <laughs> for, for joining us. Um, if you've not heard the message uh, that, that Keith brought today, it was fantastic teaching focusing on John 10 and particularly calling out um, some of the I am statements in in John 10 encourage you to to check that out and probably more than than once um, so Keith you you mentioned to me that you were pretty happy that that this was the passage that you were speaking out of today why why was that well I as you probably would have gathered I really resonate with the beautiful, deep, basic, practical message that comes out of it. But there's a, a lesser reason and that was initially I was down to preach on um, John 11. Yes. And and that's a good passage but um, I I just, when I read John 10, I thought, oh. That's the one. Thank you, Lord. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's that's good. Um, and so I, I loved that um, that it had really aroused some passion in you and particularly in terms of this context that we find ourselves in in the moment if we've got some understanding of this gift of grace that needs to matter to us in difficult times can you talk a little bit more about about that yes i think grace is a very very positive um opportunity and and resource but it tends to shine more brightly in darker times, both in terms of a community yes. and also in individual living. Yep. So although I think the message of the gospel is that um, grace should be a basic uh, everyday 24-7 um, capacity and opportunity and uh, Grace is a is a blessing, not only that it should be every day, but also um, at the deepest parts of either in enjoyment or trauma. Grace comes into its own. Yeah. In, in enjoyment, for us to be able to be thankful, mm. just mm. grateful. Um, that we are able to enjoy. But then in times like these, and I know it's uh, it's very different from different people, families, communities, but overall my sense is that although Australia overall has done incredibly well with and in COVID, that the bottom line is that there's a very high mm. price, whichever way our governments went, whichever way the virus went, yep. that the bottom line is that in order to come through this, to go out the other side, it's had a big toll yeah. on lots of people. So um, there's, a, there's a wearing down. In fact, I find even in talking with pastors, the major impression I get um, at this time of a long year is I'm not only tired but I'm worn down. Worn down. Yeah. And when you're worn down, there's the potential for you to think negatively, to 
not see any colour and mm -hmm. any flavour because it's all either grey or black. Yeah. And in those times, I think that's when grace shines most. It's like it's, um, light is most valuable when it's really dark. When it's really dark. Yeah. How, how do we cultivate that individually? So, so what is it that I can be... Uh, doing or is there how do how do I think in such a way that might cultivate that light that that grace how do I get in touch with that personally I, I could probably talk for a long time but I'll just a way into that is to recognize how important humility is yeah to recognize and humility I think is the bottom line for humility mm. is reality right so that in my relationship with you, a humble approach is that we are equal. Yes. We are both yes. created by God. We are both incredibly valuable. We are equal. I, mm -hmm. I don't deserve anything better or worse than you. In my relationship with God, humility says I fall on my knees. Mm. I'm, I'm, I recognise not only his greatness, but I recognise his love and his... Yeah goodness and I'm just much more than awestruck by that yeah, yeah. I, I worship as a result of that so yeah. that um, the the whole humility which allows me to recognize and ex accept there is a need for me to get help yes because I'm taught from so many areas of life that the the strong life the really um, successful life is yep. a life that's independent and you don't need yeah you don't need not only do you not mm. need any money you need don't actually need any people because yeah. that I think is an absolute fallacy They're cut off from grace yes yeah. and and I, I think the the more we study both life and and human nature the more we see that um, the more we're drawn into what we think is going to be fulfilling areas of life that would allow us to have pride or feel successful in terms mm -hmm. of comparison with other people, the more our lives are likely to close in the older we get because yeah. they don't they don't pay the dividends. The ladder is against the wrong wall. Yes. And that to come to a realistic recognition as soon as possible i am i'm a person by god's creation and and grace i am um, incredibly valuable in his sight and therefore valuable yeah but actually i need help and i need mm -hmm. help not only in the big picture say i i mess up and everybody knows about it and i'm in real trouble or whatever mm -hmm. but for the daily hourly times at home where I'm tending to, particularly when I'm struggling, to expect the home to revolve around me yeah. and my needs. Yeah. And even with only two of us in the home, yep. that's not fair. A and actually the more I do that, the less the relationship will thrive and be mm. sustainable and therefore the quality of life, which is very significant that comes through relationship, will diminish yeah, yeah. 
So this reality of the humility of repentance, the humility of forgiveness, the humility and reality of starting again and the freshness and opportunity of that is for every one of us. There's no you know, first gear, second gear, third gear, yep. fourth gear in terms of that. And the Bible makes that quite clear that you know, if I'm self-centred in some way at home and therefore detract from my relationship with my wife, I'm in the same category as a murderer. Yeah, yeah. It, so, so individually there's this idea that, and I, I love that, that really resonates, that it, it is humility that would anchor us in grace or, or make us aware of the fact that, that we need it. I've heard humility described as accurate self-knowledge in reference to God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But then the, the whole idea of grace is that it is something that, that exists in, in relationships. So I love that, that you see that this, it's, it's my humility and, and, and recognise that I am, I am, I'm built as, as one who needs grace. And then that shows up in my home and in my relationships with those close, closest to me. So, so what can we do to be cultivating then that, that grace in our relationships, and not just me, but us? How do we foster that? I think um, there's, a, there's a theological, theoretical answer to that, but I believe it's actually very practical, so you need to unpack it and show how, it, how, it, how the rubber hits the road. The theological um, understanding that I have of grace is that um, relationships are the key with God yeah. and with my neighbour and my relationship with God is the most important and that has clearly the essence of forgiveness and grace as indicated by Jesus, mm -hmm. which allows me then to be free, as I mentioned. But that same relationship also exists with every other person I'm in contact with yep. so that the essence of that relationship is love or valuing other people not for what they can do but for who they are. Mm. And we're all created mm -hmm. by God, human beings. So yeah. there's, there's, that's not a, a negotiable in terms of either graduation or you can yep. say somebody's not is. worthy of that. Every one of every human being. So that should impact not only my home but almost in concentric circles yes. to my community, to my church, my community, mm. and to the world, and that. Um, Jesus was saying actually what works, what, are, what God shows us are the most important areas for our relationship with him are also to be applied as the most important areas and that it's to the degree that we have a depth of a relationship and therefore opportunity and responsibility, so we are held accountable. Yep. And therefore, yep. it needs to be an inside-out thing. Mm -hmm. It starts in here through the spirit. Yes. And it works its way out through the people who are closest and then into, I think, the church. And 
Timothy and Titus actually, when yeah. talking about mature Christian discipleship, mm -hmm. start at the inward circle and yep. say, we only have the right to be a leader in the community and therefore, and before that in the church if we are able to be mature in our relationships in yes. our home. Yep. And that's every day and through the whole rub of life so that, for instance, I would reckon that any couple who are married for whom both love and grace are not very regular interrelational mm -hmm. communication capacities so that we we verbalise to people we love them. And yeah. not just me to my wife, but I'm not sure that you have to use that word love because it's a but actually a, affirm people yeah. how valuable we see yes. them to be and how grateful we are to be yeah. in relationship with them. But also in that relationship there's a ongoing discourse of um, sorry. Um, yeah. Look, look, I, I messed up. I'm sorry. Mm. I... I, uh, I I was concentrating on what I was getting to drink, my cup of tea, that I've actually mucked it up and I've yep. given you what <laughs> you didn't ask for. I'm sorry. Yeah. And is it so hard to say sorry? Unfortunately, I think our pride tells us yeah. that it's hard because it takes us down a peg or two. The reality is that exactly the opposite, yeah. that if we could recognise in humility that it's so valuable, proactive and constructive, that will actually lift us up mm. and the relationship up. Yeah. So it, some people tend to see, and, and even I think at law, um, an apology is almost the last thing you mm. do because you, it might come back on you at yeah. some stage. Yeah. Now, I regret that. I'm not saying that from a legal point of view it doesn't have to have some at least accountability but when it's so hard or there are so many repercussions of saying sorry that we almost get a community idea that you only say sorry when you're forced to yep. or when the consequences are so drastic that it's evident to everybody that you've messed yes. up. Uh, that's valuable to do, yeah. but it needs to start yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like saying sorry has been politicised to the point yeah. where it's just not a part of our of our normal grace giving and, and interaction. And I, can't, I can't tell you how often um, in my deepest relationships it seemed hard to go to somebody and say, "Look, I yeah. really fell short there." I, Whatever. Yeah. But then once you've done it, it's it's releasing. Yes. It, it's a new day. It can be a new day mm. in that mm. relationship and even inside yourself. Yeah. There's a principle yeah. at work. Keith, any any kind of final comments or encouragements that, that you might want to give folks this week? Thinking about the week ahead, thinking about where we are this time of the year, yeah. what we've been through, any encouragement? It it would be um, the way I um, concluded, and maybe to add just a little bit to that, 
my sense is that in these dark or at least grey times when life is seeming to close in, um, any act of kindness or love yeah. shines brightly and it will be incredibly powerful mm. because the darker the times, the brighter the light and people, because we are made by God and his image is still partly in us, whenever we live in harmony with God's way like that, people know and yeah. are drawn towards that rather than away from it. Yeah. So it's not only an essence of good, di mature discipleship, it's actually the most powerful present mission mm. area because if we are just mo a bit more caring of the people who are in our street or who are in our units or are in our home or in our workplace, yeah. that will shine yes. because it's countercultural. Yeah. And I actually believe that even the media is beginning mm. to highlight these times of light. Yep. Kindness. Kindness. Living in harmony with the personality of God. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, Kay. Thank you for your teaching today. I really appreciate that and encourage you, please take another look at that or another listen to that this week. And let's be people of light, people of grace, people of kindness, ones who offer grace, who are, who are quick to say, I'm sorry, quick to say, I forgive you. I think it matters immensely all the time, but perhaps especially now. Thanks again. See you soon. Okay. Thank you.